0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I'm your host Dan Johnson, and uh, today we're rocking and rolling on this Wednesday hump day, and uh, we are going to be doing another bow review. And this is this isn't just any bow review. We're going to be talking today with Ryan Weber from Wisconsin, and Ryan went out of his way, and he ended up. Reviewing eight bows for me—that's quite a bit. Uh, just a, a real quick thank you to uh, Ryan for going out of his way and, and doing all that. You know, he's not getting anything. The guys—the guys who do this for me—they're not getting anything. They're just uh, getting a chance to be on the podcast and spread the word, so to speak. So uh, today we we're going to talk about bows from PSE, Hoyt, Matthews, Elite, Bowtech, Bear, and uh, a couple from each each brand so uh, I'm, I, hopefully you guys are enjoying this hopefully this is allowing you guys to get some insight from an average Joe or you know not from some I don't, person who's interested in you purchasing uh, this information is, will hopefully help you guys uh, make a decision on what bow you're going to purchase uh, in the future. And uh, not necessarily this podcast, but I'm getting great feedback from some of the other podcasts that we've been doing. And uh, guys are telling me, hey, Dan, thanks for, uh, thanks for this information. It's awesome. I decided not to go with this product because of what the guy said on the show. Or in a good, kind of in a good way towards the, the companies who are coming on, I decided to buy that product because of the guy who you interviewed and uh, how he presented himself and and how he presented the product. So, um, again, I'm talking too much. Let's get into this bow review with Ryan Weber of Wisconsin. All right. Welcome to the show, Ryan Weber. How are you doing today? Hey, real good, Dan. How are you? Doing great, doing great. So, uh, first off, let's uh, let's get to the chase and uh, tell me a little bit about how your season went.
1: Uh, the season was uh the season was good. I actually didn't shoot anything all season but i, I but it was a good season um starting out in the spring of twenty fifteen it was obviously turkey season here in Wisconsin and uh my challenge to myself this year was to shoot a turkey with a bow and on top of that to do it without a blind while filming and uh <laughs> as as you can imagine, it didn't go very good. I mean, I had a great time. I had a lot of turkeys, uh, that I saw. Uh, but I mean, it's just incredibly difficult without a blind and adding that camera in there as well. just made it, uh, made it really tough. So I had uh, some close calls and, uh, actually the last day of the season, I decided to use a blind and, uh, had had one big tom come in to about thirty yards, and the first shot that I took out of the blind went right through the blind, <laughs> uh, <laughs> about uh, about an inch below uh, where the window started.
0: Oh boy!
1: And uh, and then he took off to about forty yards. I missed him at forty, and I uh, I packed it up and called it a season for turkey season, and then uh, bow season. Uh, similar to you, I have uh, two little ones. I got a one-year-old son and two-year-old daughter so as you can imagine um I got out about 25 percent of the the times that I wanted to get out but uh, I saw some shooter bucks never let any arrows fly but uh, it was uh it was a good year
0: so cool well I tell you what why don't you go ahead and you know your your name's Ryan Weber and we got that you live in Wisconsin but uh what, what do you do for a living
1: well I am uh my day job is a uh, registered nurse. I'm a nurse, uh, downtown Madison at the, uh, one of the big hospitals down there in the intensive care unit. And then, uh, my fun job is, uh, working at stick and pick trail camera mounts. Actually, I'm the shop manager there and, uh, I work there a couple days a week and get a few hours in each day. I'm at work and, uh, that's, uh, that's really working out well for me. So,
0: so Jesse Hurley is your boss. Yep, you got it. What's what's, what's Jesse Hurley like as a boss?
1: Uh, Jesse Hurley as a boss is real similar to uh, just Jesse Hurley as a a non-boss. He's a a super laid-back guy and uh, just likes to have fun, whether it be work or not work. So
0: uh, I I can't complain about having him as a boss, that's for sure. (laughs) That's good. I tell you, I look at Jesse Hurley and I go, man, that guy probably cracks the whip. No, not all. Oh, really. okay, okay. I'm just I but, got I but, gotta give you shit because I know I know Jesse.
1: Yeah, we uh, you know we kind of come from the same line. We're both uh, kind of perfectionists, and we both know what we want. So, I think once he, once he realizes that I kind of you know I'm, I'm as focused as he is on things, and um, kind of gets some trust in you, and it's it's good. But I think if obviously if someone was kind of slapping off, I could see where he would. Uh, <laughs> He would maybe crack the whip, obviously, just because he has, uh, you know, this is his life and his
0: business, and he wants things to go the way he wants things to go. So, okay, now last question I'm going to ask you, then we're going to get to the bow review. But, yep, yep. What's your opinion on his goatee? On his goatee? Yeah.
1: Actually, uh, it's funny you mention that because I never really, never really thought about the goatee much. Um, but this a couple weeks ago, I was watching some ATA videos. And I saw you know the bowhunting.com dot com video of Jesse doing our new uh, action stick, and then I saw some older videos from ATA from a couple years ago, and it was just just mean looking. You I know. know. I, and,
0: <laughs> he looks like a weathered uh, major league pitcher that's been in the bull, yep. that comes out of the bullpen. Yep. That's, yep. I that's, don't
1: see that. I don't see that as much these days, but
0: maybe uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, I can see <laughs> where you're coming from. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the bow review now. Um and the fir- first thing this is a cr- this is crazy because you went beyond the what I requested and you went and you actually reviewed eight what eight or nine bows.
1: Yeah, I think it was eight bows and then I I also included my own which is I think nine.
0: Perfect. So so we got a lot to get to today and we'll we'll just kind of jump right into it. Let's start off with uh the current bow you're shooting and uh talk about the specs the likes and dislikes
1: all right sounds good so yeah right now I'm shooting a, uh, a Matthews DXT which is a bow that I bought used um I think it must be like five years ago now it's uh it's a really short compact bow it's 29 and three quarters axle to axle the standard you know seven inch brace height, brace height which is what Matthews has always been known for it's a kind of getting away from that a little bit nowadays uh 80 percent let off and uh 3.75 pounds Um, feet per second is uh 326 so it's you know a little slower than uh what the bows are shooting these days but uh but all around i mean it's really been a great bow for me it's uh it's really light it's compact which i like i do uh a lot of stuff where I'm sneaking into some tight spots and I can do into some spots. So I like a nice compact bow that doesn't get in the way. Um, feels good in the hand. It's a, when I shot it, actually in comparison to all these other bows I shot, these newer bows, you know, the draw is a little bit rough. And, uh, one thing that I never really liked about it is the back wall can be a little bit jumpy at times. um, but otherwise I mean it shoots great, it's quiet, not a whole lot of vibration,
0: and uh yeah, it's good good all around bow. Nice. How long have you had this bow?
1: I think two thousand uh what was it? Two thousand eleven I bought it used.
0: Two thousand and eleven, okay. Yeah. All righty. Let's see here. So the first bow that you ended up reviewing is the Bear B R thirty three. Is that correct? Yep. All right, so why don't you go ahead and uh, let us know about that one.
1: All right, so the Bear BR-33. Ideally, I actually wanted to shoot the uh, Escape, which uh, is their flagship bow for this year. It's a little bit quicker, um, but couldn't get my hands on that one, so I uh, went for the BR-33. Obviously, the 33 stands for 33-inch axle to axle. It's got a 7-inch brace height. Uh, let off is 80%, and it's 4.2 pounds. Um, speed was uh, 330 feet per second. None of these bows, I didn't shoot anything through a chronograph uh, just because, you know, all the arrows that you're shooting are different different weights and all that kind of nonsense. So I didn't really mess around with that. But um, the bow felt okay holding it. You know, it was relatively balanced and uh, no issues there. But it did have a, a pretty big bulky grip. And that's uh, one of my biggest things with bows is I, I I like a grip that really isn't a grip. Um, kind of just um, the most minimal grip is what I like. And this was kind of the opposite of that. It was big and bulky. So that was one big turnoff for me right away. Um, the draw was, was pretty smooth. Um, but the valley, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the valley. And then the back wall was pretty soft. And, uh, it just, it just did not feel solid at all as far as the back wall goes. And, uh, probably the worst part about it was I I thought it was the loudest bow of them all and probably the most vibration of any bow
0: that I shot. Okay. Um, when, when you were at full draw, did it feel like it was, uh, coming forward on you?
1: No, not necessarily that it was coming forward, just more that it 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 was spongy in the back. Not that it wanted to jump out of your hand, but just that it didn't feel real solid.
0: You didn't you didn't know when you were at full draw.
1: Right, you know, okay. it felt like you could just kind of squeeze a little more out of it yet, and it just didn't didn't
0: feel solid as I wanted. Perfect, perfect. Um, so your overall, what did you what did you think of that bow?
1: Wasn't really impressed. You know, it did look good. I I hadn't shot a bear probably for years and years and years. So I was expecting a little more out of it and I just overall it wasn't really impressed with this one. Gotcha.
0: All right. Uh let's see here. So let's talk about the next one on your list and that's the Matthews halon.
1: Yep. So this is the Matthews halon. This is the Halon six, which is a six inch brace height. Thirty inch axle axle. Um I believe this, there's an option, that depending on the cam, whether it's a 75 or 85% let off. Um, and then also a uh, 4.55 pounds. So this one was a little heavier than all the other bows. And then a 345 feet per second uh, speed rating. So this bow, I probably liked the best out of any bow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the grip felt good. Um it was smaller than most, but it, it was still a little a little bulky. I think one of the previous guys that did a review on this bow said it was it was it was kind of flat on the back and didn't really have a good spot to kind of uh, get your hand around it, and it was maybe a little bulky. And I, I guess you can see where he was coming from. It was uh, a little different, it takes a little getting used to, but I liked that it was smaller than some of the other ones. But but I mean otherwise, I mean this bow was great. It was super smooth draw, really nice valley, solid back wall, didn't want to jump out of your hands whatsoever. And then the shot was just super impressive, very quiet, very smooth, very little little vibration. I mean this bow is really nice.
0: Um, gotcha. So the one the one go ahead, sir. was there was there anything that you didn't that stuck out that you didn't like about it?
1: So I guess one thing that I didn't like about it was that it was 4.5 pounds, and it's not a lot heavier than the other bows, but you could definitely tell when you're holding it that it is heavier. But on the the upside of that, the reason this bow is heavy is because it's got just a huge, strong riser, which is going to give you a very solid, very accurate bow that doesn't have much flex. So I guess you got to decide: Are you willing to carry something that has an extra half pound on it for that increased accuracy and strength? Which I completely would. Um, Otherwise, I think you know some guys do say this is heavy, and it is.
0: Gotcha. So I see the price point on this one. Why don't you go ahead Mm -hmm. and talk to that talk to that a little bit?
1: So the the shop that I shot this at it was ten ninety nine, which is. You know it's pricey, um, and there's another shop I was actually at a couple of days ago, and they were selling it for nine ninety nine, which would be a much better price, obviously. Right. Um, but I mean, for for ten ninety nine, that's a uh, I don't know. These the bows are just getting so pricey these days, and that's just really out of out of range for a lot of people, including myself. So I mean, the only way that I'd be able to really afford this bow, I mean, I, obviously, I'd go out and just buy it, but in order for the wife to still be happy and not, uh, and not break the bank. I mean, I'd have to sell my own bow and, and maybe get this in a couple of years when it's a little cheaper.
0: Gotcha. All righty. So overall thoughts on the Matthews
1: overall, great bow. Okay. Just a, just a little heavy, but I think the benefits you get from that are, are well worth it.
0: Gotcha. All right. So, um, and and by the way before we move on to this next bow I want to uh, say something to the listeners out there and that's um you know I've gotten some feedback on some of these podcasts about these bow reviews and you know some guys are brand loyal some guys are not brand loyal uh some you know I've got feedback saying oh my god that guy didn't like that bow is you know he's effing crazy or you know everybody you know just like Chevy versus Ford versus Dodge versus whatever Everybody's got their own likes and dislikes about a bow. And the whole point of me doing this bow review is to get as much information about as much product as possible. And, and maybe we can start seeing a trend based off of a bow, like people like it or they don't like it. Or it's one of those middle-of-the-road bows where, um, you know, it's some people like it, some people don't. I mean, in my opinion, it's all based on feel and what feels good for, for you. So, there's that all right, so let's go ahead and talk about the uh the next bow on the list, and that is an elite impulse,
1: uh, yeah, the elite impulse this was uh <clears throat> this was overall just another really nice bow um so for the specs on this it was uh thirty one inch axle axle, six inch brace height. I don't know what the let off was uh. There's nowhere that I could find that really gave me exactly what the let off was, but either way, not a big deal. 4.2 pounds, and then 343 feet per second. And and obviously, you know, like like your uh, podcast with Elite, um, this is a bow that they were trying to get more speed out of, which is what a lot of their shooters were looking for because their boats have been a little slower in the past um and it definitely was it felt like a nice quick shooting bow um but what they did lose is a little bit of their shootability and that's exactly what that gentleman said on the podcast um i shot an elite last year i think it was the answer elite answer and i can see the shootability on that is nice you know it's a really smooth draw solid back wall good shot and this bow is real similar they just lose a little shootability it's got a little bit of a, a stiffer draw. It is still super smooth compared to some other bows, but not as smooth as Elite has been in the past. Um, otherwise, this, this bow is nice and light. It's balanced. It's got a it's got a nice grip, uh, better than most bows. Um, but one thing I would like to see Elite do is put their target grip on all their hunting bows. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with their target grip or not, but it's basically just the riser and it would be a situation where you could, you know, throw some hockey tape around it if you want a little more, a little more grip. Um, but it's just a nice, really slick, slim grip that a lot of their target shooters like because you just don't have any issues with torque with a big bulky, bulky grip. Um, otherwise this thing is really nice. Smooth is great. Nice back wall. Um, been shot real well this is actually at the, one of the besides the halon one of the best shooting bows i I'd shot
0: even with that six inch brace height
1: yes yeah gotcha. definitely
0: so you know we've we've covered three bows right now and that first bear that you shot had a seven inch brace height and then this elite had uh the six inch brace height. Could you tell a big difference as far as, I know you mentioned the shootability and the elite went down, but could you, could you tell a forgiveness uh, as far as the bear and the elite were concerned?
1: Not, not a whole lot. Um, The bow that I currently shoot is a seven inch brace height and I don't have much of an issue at all. Switching to a six inch brace height. I think, I think where most guys have the issue is you know, some of these really high-speed bows that are down to a 5-inch brace height. I think that's where where I'd be seeing more effect than anything. But the 6, I don't really notice a whole
0: ton of difference. Gotcha. Anything that you didn't like about the Elite?
1: No, there really wasn't anything that I didn't like about this bow, except, except I want that target grip on the hunting bow. Gotcha and uh I just one of my biggest things with bows is uh is the grip and the draw and this this says everything, but if I could have the target grip this would be uh
0: this would be right up my alley. What was the uh price point on that bow I think this was nine ninety nine nine ninety nine so, up yeah, there little
1: little little pricey but uh yeah you know a lot of these bows are right up there these days,
0: okay all right, so uh The next bow on the list is the, uh, what's the next bow on the list?
1: This is a uh, PSE Decree HD. So this was another one that uh, I didn't get to shoot the PSE that I was hoping to shoot. I was hoping to shoot just a regular Decree. It's got a shorter axle-to-axle versus the HD. But uh, but either way, I shot the PSE Decree HD. It's got a 35-inch axle-to-axle. Six and a half inch brace height, eighty percent let off and then four point one pounds. this was uh speed rating at three hundred and forty two feet per second um, this was not a bad bow at all. it was uh really well balanced in the hand, and as far as the p s e s go I think the p s e s have the best grip of any bow on the market. It's basically just the riser, and then they just have these uh these little kind of rubber insets that go in the riser so you get a little bit of a a little bit of grip so you're not just holding metal and it it just allows you nothing to torque and affect your shot at all i just i really like the psc grips um the the draw was nice it was really smooth actually smoother than expected because in the past i've i've shot a regular psc decree and they have what's called an inertia cam which I thought was a pretty rough draw. And then the PSC Decree HD has what's called an HD cam, which is, from what I've noticed, much smoother. So I really did like that. Nice back wall. Um, And then I think the only downsides that I felt with this bow was that there's just a little bit of noticeable noise on the shot and then just a little more vibration than some of these other bows, but not bad, not a big turnoff.
0: Okay. So my question so far is, were you shooting all of these bows raw, meaning no stabilizers or sound dampeners?
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So so all these bows, and if you can imagine, I was obviously, I shot, I think, seven of these bows at one shop. So I didn't really have an option, you know, and, and the, the owner of the shop knew that I wasn't buying anything and that I was just doing this for a bow review. So I didn't get an option to really have them adjust all the draw lengths and all the draw weights uh but they were all around 60 pounds 65 pounds uh right around 28 inch draw and they were all uh just a rest no sight okay. uh, no stabilizer nothing but the pscs do come with uh um the uh, silencers on the limbs so still a little noise even with that but you know all these would be a little less noisy, a little less vibration once it's fully set up. Gotcha. All right.
0: Now, I, n- I didn't ask you this uh, beforehand, but what is your what is your draw length?
1: So I'm a, a 29 inch draw, and then I shoot a 70 pound bow. So I'm used to something a little heavier than what all these were. So that was something you know, obviously I had to take into consideration when pulling these back
0: versus pulling my own. So okay. What's your uh, overall opinion on the uh, PSE?
1: I thought it was a good bow. Uh, I was just a little, little disappointed that it seemed a little louder and just felt a little, I could feel a little more vibration in the hand than some of the other ones, but otherwise it was a good bow.
0: All right. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my beer. That's all right. All right. Let's see here. Next up, the Hoyt Defiant. All
1: right, Hoyt Defiant. Um, and this is, this is where some of my biases come in. I was trying not to be biased here. I've, I've always wanted to be a Hoyt fan, but it could just never really get myself to get a Hoyt. Um, the Hoyt Defiant was a 30-inch, or what was it? Yeah, 30 and a half inch axle axle-to-axle, brace height 7 inches, uh, 4 pounds even, 30, uh, 331 feet per second, Um this was a nice bow. Um, it did have a, a little bit of a bulkier grip, which I didn't really like, but it wasn't terrible. Um, at only four pounds, it was nice and light, and it did feel, you know, nice and balanced in the hand. Um, the draw on this bow, I felt, was a little more rough than uh, the Halon and the Impulse and the PSC. Um, so I wasn't super impressed with the draw. You know, it wasn't terrible, but I, I just wasn't as impressed as the other ones. And then one thing I've always had with Hoyts is I feel like when I come to full draw, right when I hit that back wall, I get a little bit of a bounce okay. and the bowl just kind of shakes a little bit. Um, and I I've just felt that with a lot of the Hoyts that I've shot and I, I felt the same way with the Defiant. So that was something I was hoping I wasn't going to feel, but I did. And, you know, some guys may completely disagree or agree. I'm not sure, but that was just my opinion on kind of the, the draw on the back wall. But otherwise, as far as the shot goes, I mean, it was smooth, you know, a little little bit of vibration like some of the other ones, but nothing bad at all. So, so
0: this brings me to a, a good point about you being biased in the past against Hoyt. Mm-hmm. What, what reasons do you have for that?
1: So the the reasons that, like I said about the uh, about the draw and coming to that full draw, I get that bounce where you kind of, the it kind of, the ball kind of shakes in your hand a little bit when you come to full draw, and I don't know what it is if it's the can's fully rolling over and you get a little bit of a bounce out of them, but I've I've felt that on the Hoyt Defiant, I felt that on the Hoyt Nitrum. And I don't know what it is. I don't feel like it's me causing it. I feel like it's something with the bow. And I even, uh, even watching Midwest Whitetail, in their intro video, you see a guy draw one of their hoits back as he's in the tree stand. And if you watch it, you see the bow, right when he comes to full draw, you see it bounce a little bit and shake. If you watch that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I just I just haven't been able to get over that little part with the Hoyt as, as far as I'm concerned. Now, some of the guys may have never felt that before.
0: That's interesting. That's, I'm curious now because I shot the Hoyt Defiant a couple of weeks ago um, at a, a local uh, sporting goods store. And I could feel something like that. But it was one of those things where I didn't pay attention to it. True. But now I want to go shoot it again, just so I can focus on that last little part, because yeah. because in my opinion I've I've never been a huge fan of Hoyts. In the past either, but I, I you know I give all these every bow every year, my honest you know an honest opinion. But uh, but yeah I kind of I kind of feel I kind of get you on that. But uh, what was the what was the price point on this bow? So
1: this bow is also nine ninety nine the okay. Hoyt Defiant
0: okay so that was uh that's up at that top end again
1: yep yep and that's and that's kind of where this comes in you know if if I had you know three bows in front of me and it was the the defiant and the impulse and the halon just that little bit of issue that I've personally had with the Hoyt with the draw cycle in the past and this current defiant would be the would be the reason for me to choose one of these other
0: bows so that's a deal breaker it is okay all right, and uh, the next on the list is another hoyt what uh what Hoyt did you shoot next?
1: yep, so this was the uh Hoyt power max. This is like their their price point bow
0: now did Basically, you now uh, before you get into everything and with this bow, did you notice the same issue on this bow as you did on the defiant
1: so no, so this bow I don't feel it on. Okay. And I also and also another point that I don't feel it on is the Hoyt Charger, which is the bow that I bought for my wife, um, which I I just I didn't feel that either. But maybe I can tell you why we don't feel it on those bows. Maybe for not necessarily a good reason, but gotcha. But anyways,
0: so what what bow is this again? Power Max. Okay. The
1: Power Max. Yeah, this is like a replacement for the Hoyt Charger, I believe, Um, and I think the price point. There was no price they got on this one. I believe it's four ninety nine. Um, so axle to axle is thirty one inches. Uh, brace height six and three quarter. Let off seventy five percent, and then three point eight pounds. So it's nice and light. Um, three hundred twenty eight feet per second. Um, so this did have a little bit more of a, a bulky grip than I would like. Once you know, I'm always saying something about the grip, whether I like it or not.
0: <laughs> I tell you, you're kind of um, a, you're kind of a grip Nazi.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's grip and draw, you know, and and obviously if it's super, super loud and super tons of vibration, that's an issue, but, I mean, it, it's grip and draw for me. Um, <clears throat> so I wasn't a huge fan of the grip, but actually speaking of the grip, you know, it's obviously just a, a personal preference. There was a guy that uh, I think it was the first uh, full review that you did. You know, he reviewed the Hoyt Defiant and I think the Impulse, And he liked the defiant grip because it kind of formed to his hand a little more. It felt like he had something he could kind of more grab onto versus something that was just there for him to push against on the elite. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of just the opposite. You know, I like just having something there to push against. I don't need anything to grab onto.
0: Just a personal preference type deal.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise this bow was, it was nice and light. It really felt balanced in the hand. Um, the smooth was really, or the smooth was draw. The draw was really smooth, um, but it had a really soft back wall. Um, it was really kind of spongy and mushy, similar to what I was talking about with the Bear BR-33. And, I, you know, I think that's just because of the components that they use to make this bow, it's just not a high-end bow with all the high-end components, and it's just not going to be quite as solid. And this is the same, you know, kind of with the Hoy Charger. Um, you just don't get that real firm, solid back wall with these, with these kind of economy bows, I think.
0: Yeah. So, you know, obviously we're going to have a different conversation at the end of this, at the end of this bow review. But let's, let's talk for a moment about someone who is just getting into to bow hunting for the very first time they don't know anything about it you know their budget may be limited because you know they don't understand how much money bow hunting can you know can it can cost to get into bow hunting but Mm -hmm. would would you maybe recommend uh this bow for a first timer or would you maybe have them start somewhere else
1: no i'd say absolutely i think the hoyt price point bows Hoyt Power Max, you know, even if, now that the Hoyt Power Max has replaced the Hoyt Charger, if you can find the Charger for even cheaper than this. I mean, you're looking at a really nice bow, especially for someone who's just starting out. Um, You've got to figure on top of that, you're still looking at a rest and a sight and arrows and all this nonsense, you know. Um, this would be a great, a great bow for anyone. It's just that, you know after hunting for years and years you get used to certain things and you start to expect more out of your equipment and you're willing to pay the money for the the better quality but this would be a great bow for for a beginner and that's exactly why i bought my wife the Hoyt charger you know it's the same thing you don't get that really firm back wall It's it's a little soft but i mean she wouldn't know the difference between one bow versus the other so it's really, it is a good, a good bowl for this price. Definitely.
0: Perfect. All right. So let's move on to the next one, the PSE carbon air.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not a, not a huge fan of the carbons, but the reason I wanted to shoot this bow was just to see how it compared to all these other ones, given the fact that the price point on this bow is 1499. Um, and then I've, I've heard from, uh, some pretty reliable people that this bow is is the only bow probably ever made that has absolutely no flex in the riser anywhere. I mean, this bow is is really impressive technologically, and I just wanted to give it a shot and see kind of how it compared. So this is a uh, 32 inch axle to axle. It's got a six and one inch one eighth inch brace height. Uh, 80% let off and then the thing only weighs 3.2 pounds and uh, 340 feet per second so the grip was not, not terrible uh, not as good as some of the other PSEs but I won't continue barking away on these grips um, best thing about this bow I mean it is light as a feather I mean you it, amazing just one pound how much lighter this bow feels than all the other ones um, but But from there on, I wasn't too terribly impressed. The draw was pretty stiff, um, so I wasn't real happy about that. And then as far as the shot goes, um, shooting at 340 feet per second and only weighing 3.2 pounds, I mean, I kind of think of, you know, shooting a, a 300 wind mag that's on a really heavy stock versus on a really light stock. I mean the light stock is going to kick you, you know. Yeah. And I th- I think it was the same way with the with this PSC Carbonair. There's just nothing to it as far as weight. So I felt like when you shot, you got the bow really kind of bounced in your hand just because there's so much force going on this and such little weight on the riser in the bow, and then there was some vibration at the end as well. But I, I really felt like it shot faster than I expected to shoot. It was uh, the, the arrow really seemed to fly off this thing, but it did kind of jump in your hand after the shot. Right,
0: and that's one thing that I, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure I shot this bow as well. And from a from, if you were to say, name a bow company that's all about speed, the first the first bow company that comes to my mind is PSE. It's PSG, it, it's, yeah. You know, all their commercials are, you know, we broke 340, we broke 350, you know, we're going right. towards 370 or whatever. And, you know, from from having these conversations with people, you learn that when you have a, a high-speed bow, performance-wise, it's, it. you know, you're sacrificing somewhere else. Right. So, overall thoughts on that Carbonaire?
1: I thought it was – thought it was really expensive for the way it's shot. Obviously, what you're paying for with this bow is the technology.
0: Gotcha. So my question to you is, would you ever buy a bow for $1,500? And if so, what would it have to do for you?
1: What what was the last part? I couldn't hear the last part. What,
0: you know, for $1,500, what would... Would you buy a bow for $1,500, and what would it have to do for you?
1: Man, I I don't think in my current situation now, I would never buy this bow. If I just happened to win that, like, last Powerball, you know, $530 <laughs> million, something like that, I would probably buy this just to hang it on the wall, you know, and say, hey, I got a most expensive bow that they ever made so far. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself paying something like that for a bow. I mean even even a thousand dollars I just wouldn't pay for a bow. It basically for me to get a, a high end bow these days I'm I'm selling the one that I have to take, you know, three hundred dollars off the top of, of one of these other ones. Gotcha.
0: All right. So there's that. Now the last bow or that you reviewed is The Cabela's Excite by Bowtech. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that basically means that Bowtech has come out with a bow that they build specifically for Cabela's.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So this is a Cabela's exclusive. Um, And I, I, I wasn't originally thinking about shooting this bow, but like you had mentioned, you know, kind of in the guidelines for the podcast, you know, try to shoot a full range of of price bows, you know, affordable bows, not affordable bows. And since I couldn't get my hands on a whole lot of other affordable bows, like I was trying to shoot a mission and I was uh, trying to shoot a a more affordable bear, the bear tracks, and I, I couldn't get my hands on them. So I thought, you know, I got a Cabela's, you know, a mile and a half down the road from my house. So I just stopped in there one night. And to start out, I was really impressed with the customer service. I never expected anything, as far as customer service, from the bow guys at Cabela's. Not saying anything bad about them, but I just I just figured they would hand me a bow and I would go shoot it. Um, but you know, I asked if I could shoot this thing, and the guy that was helping me out, he, he grabbed it down and he, he walked through the specs with me. And then he goes and gets the tape measure. He measures my arm span, my wingspan, and adjusts the uh draw length to twenty nine inches um ask me what poundage I want the thing to be shooting at um, you know gets it all set up for me and uh then I took it and shot it and he was you know right there, we were kind of just shooting the shit. well, I was shooting it, and uh I was really impressed with this thing it uh 31 inch axle to axle, actually 31 and three quarter, six and a half inch brace height, 80% let off, 3.9 pounds, so it's kind of light, and then 338 feet per second. Um, overall, the thing was light. It felt balanced in the hand. Um, the one thing I didn't like is it, it had a little bit of a stiff draw and it kind of popped back. You know, the, the valley was kind of short and it really just kind of slammed back into the back wall. But once you got there, you know, it was a solid back wall. It didn't really feel like it wanted to jump out of your hand. Um, it shot really nice and quiet. Uh, just a little little bit of vibration that will obviously uh, would be fixed or at least better if you had some sort of dampener on there, some stabilizers and everything everything else. Um So it was nice, you know. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of the Halon. It had a nice bigger riser on it, so I felt like it was a good, solid, strong bow. Um, There was a single cam. There was, I think, this might have been the only single cam that I shot. And then, you know, machined aluminum riser. I mean, this thing is a a good quality bowtech bow being sold at Cabela's. Um, And the best thing about it, it was on sale for five fifty nine. Oh. And I don't think you could beat that price.
0: No, that's pretty good. And then, so what time of year was that when you when you shot this? Say it again. What time of year was it when you shot this bow?
1: So I just shot this bow uh, within the last
0: couple weeks. Okay, so the season was probably over. The bow season exactly, was over, yep. so all the archery equipment's probably going on sale because it's going on sale. Yeah, yeah. So it's nearing an end. So um, I see here as a note, it looks like it's on sale from roughly eight ninety
1: nine. Yep, exactly. Okay, so and that's a, you know that might be actually a bonus from from buying at Cabela's is this time of year Cabela's will have this stuff on sale versus a, a mom and pop archery shop. All their bows are the, the new 2016 bows, you know that aren't going to be on sale until this fall, this upcoming fall. Right. So this would be this would be a great way to get a bow for cheap, a nice bow.
0: So so you liked this bow? I did. Yep, this yeah.
1: this one kind of surprised me. You know, the the draw wasn't ideal, but for five fifty nine, I thought this was a really nice bow.
0: Now well, that kind of brings me to um a couple more questions because I take it, you know, you have some of these you shot some flagship bows from some major brands and then you have this um Bowtech uh bow that's you know solely sold at Cabela's which means they're they're taking into uh consideration price, you know, price point for mm-hmm. for the bow. And is, is this a bow that you can see yourself shooting over top of some of these other bows?
1: I don't know. You know, that's kind of where the bias comes in again. And I mean, I definitely, this bow would definitely work for anybody. Um, But I just, I'd like some other bows uh, better than this one. Basically, just because of of the draw in the valley. Um, But otherwise, I mean, I personally wouldn't buy this bow, to answer your question. Okay. Over some of the other ones, but it is really a nice bow.
0: All right. So, eight bows we've reviewed today, okay? So, just remind everybody what your current bow is.
1: So the current one is a Matthews DXT, which is uh, about five years old. I think it was a 2010 bow.
0: Okay. So are you looking to purchase a new bow in uh,
1: 2016? So originally, yes, I was going to buy. I was going to buy a bow, and I was going to go out and kind of do my own little bow review, you know, before you put this out on Facebook. And then I, it came out, and I thought this was a great opportunity for for me to go actually do it. Um, but I will not be buying a bow this year. Instead, what I did is I kind of made a decision, um, last fall or, you know, late summer, early fall, that it was either going to be a new bow or I was going to do some things to my bow to get me through for a couple more years. So what I actually did is I put a new string on my bow and I did a new sight. I got a trophy ridge sight. I got a new uh, QAD rest. I also put a new grip on it, a focus grip from Matthews, which is a nice kind of slimmer grip, Um, and, you know, some new arrows. And so I did basically what I felt was everything I could do to my bow uh, to get me through for a couple more years, and it cost me, I don't know what it
0: was, 300
1: bucks or something like that.
0: Okay. All right, so now let's talk about top 3 bottom 3 of okay. of all the bows that you shot. I want to know if if you were going to buy a bow this year, what bow would you have bought and then the the second and third place.
1: Okay. So if if I was going to buy a bow right now, you know there's unfortunately some that I haven't got to shoot yet like the uh, the new Bowtech and things like that. But if I had to buy a bow, one of these that I reviewed you Matthews Matthews Halon, um, I, th- I think this thing was just super smooth and super quiet and, and just shot really nice. And I think that I would actually consider the additional weight to be a positive, um, just being a big, strong riser and increased accuracy and, and minimal flex um, versus some guys considering that a, downfall for this bow um if it wasn't going to be the halon it would be the elite impulse this thing was very nice um can't think of anything wrong with the impulse besides you know it's expensive like all the other ones and uh the grip gotcha and i don't and i think it'd be between those two
0: um Real close. I mean, um, you just like the Matthews a little better because I, I noticed earlier you said, um, you know, thousand dollars is pushing it. This one's for the the Matthews is a hundred dollars more than the Elite, right? So, um, but you're, you'd still go with the Matthews based off the the feel overall feel for it.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting how much a hundred dollars can do for you too. Because the, the shop that I was at the other day was selling this for for nine ninety nine, and that even Just kind of a little light bulb goes on. Oh, geez, 100 bucks off already, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, yeah, it would definitely be the Halon followed by the Impulse.
0: All right. One and two. All right. So now let's talk about uh, no, thank you, ma'am. Not going to shoot these bows. Let's talk about the bottom three.
1: Yeah, so the bottom three, I would say, well, I think the bottom one would be the bear BR 33. I just didn't like how, how kind of loud and how much vibration this thing had. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the back wall and kind of just every category of things that I looked at kind of had something that I didn't really like about it. And it is still pricey, you know, being over $800. Um, so that was, it was a huge turnoff for me. And, uh, the other ones that so I personally, I'm going to interrupt
0: one second. So for, for that bear, it, the you felt that the performance did not represent the the sticker price
1: absolutely okay
0: all right sorry go ahead
1: oh that's fine and then the you know the two that i the other two that i personally would not buy um would be the hoyt power max and the psc carbon air uh the psc carbon air just for uh money reasons obviously but also um, you know, I think the the super light weight on this thing is uh, kind of affects the shot and the bounce and the vibration and all that. Um in the in the Power Max, you know, just this uh this price point bow and having uh lower quality components and lower quality riser and, and cams and all that stuff. This is not a bow that I would personally buy, but it would, like I said before, be a really good one for for somebody looking for an affordable bow or somebody just getting in the bow hunting team.
0: perfect well that pretty much uh covered covers it anything you want to add about any of the other bows or maybe some advice towards uh someone that's looking into uh, uh a bow in 2016
1: <clears> No, not a whole lot um i definitely uh appreciated the uh, opportunity to do this and it gave me an excuse to uh, get out of the house for a while and go <laughs> go run away from the family for a couple
0: hours. I tell you, it's, um, it's needed. it's times no, where it's no. needed. Yeah, it really is.
1: Um, but, no, I mean, just get out and, and try to shoot as many bows as you can. And just uh, it's easy to go into the, the archery shops and just kind of fling some arrows and not really pay much attention to the little details. I just say you know hold it in your hand you know without even drawing it for a while and see how it feels see how the grip feels and pay pay attention to the draw and pay attention to the back wall and pay attention to the shot and just uh just break down everything individually otherwise you know you may miss something that you, you know, catch later
0: gotcha well, I tell you what, Ryan, I, I want to say thank you for coming on the show and uh, taking the time to do the review and uh, spreading the good word about these uh, bows or, pr- you know, providing the information. Hopefully somebody uh, finds it useful.
1: Hey, fantastic, Dan. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: And there you have it, another podcast in the books. Uh, thanks again, Ryan, for taking time out of your schedule to go shoot eight bows for me. And... uh provide us with that glorious information uh if you guys are liking this or if there's a bow that's uh, out there that we may not have thought about quite yet uh send me an email let me know on any comment section or facebook or twitter or instagram uh what you want and i'll try to set it up or uh pass that buck on to somebody else and have them do it and uh that's kind of how it's been working It's been working pretty good so far. You know, like I say, hopefully you guys are finding this information useful. Uh, I'm I'm getting some pretty good feedback, so I'm going to continue to uh, move forward with this. Uh, What else? What else? What else? Oh, we're booked through February, so we got at least, you know, 15 more podcasts coming your way. And uh, we're already into March already, uh, as far as scheduling podcasts are concerned. If you guys like this show... Please, please, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, leave a, a review, uh, go to Facebook, spread the word, share, like, click, yell from the mountaintops, and uh, the more people I get to follow, the more people will, will gener- I guess, more interest will be generated, and then I can get more people on this show, like, higher up in the food chain, so to speak, and uh, when that happens sky's the limit and uh to all my bow hunting freaks out there wear your damn safety harness